rat trap. Where's the rats at? The cheese is gone, but the trap's flat. Gonna need a new fat cat to lick that milk fat. You know you like those cats, yeah. Why don't you like this crap, cat? How can we take our life back? Tight ties, the boss flies, you got your fucking hands tied. Why's that? Effects are facts. These fat cats got your paycheck in their backpack. These fat cats got your neck up in their razor deck. They flex. And these feeble mice run. They scatter, chatter, don't question. Their toes whisper, never action. These fat cats ain't got no job done. Eliminate the problem. No more robin. Let's toss them. Lob them. Clubber all of them. Every one. It's the average Joe that's hurting. Just steady working. Stay sleeping, don't be peeking behind that curtain. Lose your socks, shock, cause it's certain these cats just brats, couch mooch surfing. They lurking and smirking. These rats run games, they keep it secret. Family name, got no shame. Playing dirty drains. Whack jobs insane, wanna own your brain. Guide your thoughts, screenshots and bots. Scooping out your hopes, sideshow cornhole popes. They laughing, folks, we're their jokes. They pull those ropes. It's the fucking rat, son. You got a question. Flip flap, movie quack, parent trap, truth smack, tarmac, money back, no facts, smoking cracks, Minecraft, life rack. Gotta get that loot back. Gotta get that loot back. Gotta get that loot back. Rat trap. Where's the rats at? The cheese is gone, but the trap's flat. We're gonna need a new fat cat to lick that milk fat. Tight ties, the boss flies, you got your fucking hands tied. Why's that? Affects your facts. Those fat cats got your paycheck in their backpack. These fat cats got your neck up in their razor deck, they flex. Flip flap, movie quack, parent trap, truth smack, tarmac, money back, no facts, smoking cracks, Minecraft, life rack, gotta get that loot back. Guide your thoughts. Screenshots and bots, scooping out your hopes, sideshow cornhole popes, they're laughing folks, and we're their jokes. They pull these ropes, it's the fucking rat son, you got a question. Hello, hello, evil is the destruction of freedom. And yes, you got a question. That's my message to folks out there. And I hope you are all helping me spread that message to get people out there asking the question, why? Why is shit so screwed up? Why are people continuing to enslave each other? And why are we living in a world where we still allow human slavery of any sort? Uh, I hope I hope you folks were um, around last weekend for the Seed 5 conference. It was an epic um, amazing event. And actually, I'm going to bring in um, some guests today. And maybe before we get started, we'll just spend a minute chatting about that because I got Will Keller here with me and um, Chris Nelson. And um, I'd like to hear what you guys got any comments to make about um, about the um, C5 conference. Um, wonderful presentations. Thanks, guys, for your hard work there. Thanks for joining me today. Excellent. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Good seeing you, Chris. Both Chris's. Um, the Seed Conference was fantastic. I'm really uh, honored and privileged to be a part of it. I think the organizers, you know, Tyler, Brandon, everyone that participated did a fantastic job. The presentations were high, high caliber. 
uh, information, aesthetics, um, just well done all around. I mean, the viewership was really nice and responsive. It was good to see. And hopefully we uh, inspired some people to take some action. Sure hope so. And that was your first like kind of um, premiere presentation in a conference, Chris, right? Was That was pretty exciting to see you in there. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It was uh first one in a, in a conference, like you said. It was, uh, was an honor to be there. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't catch everyone's thing. I had some stuff to do on Saturday. And then on Sunday, I had, uh, unfortunately, I had my little two-month-old in my arms most of the time crying. I was like, oh, I was I was hoping to get to listen, but most of the time I wasn't able to hear anything. So well, that's a wonderful um, problem to have, Chris. <laughs> Two months in your hands, man. That's the potential for a awake, aware, alive, um, natural law teacher. <laughs> yeah, eventually, though, I'll be uh, influencing them to be teachers and carry on uh, the great work. And congratulations! Yeah, yeah congratulations! Looks like we got Brandon in here with us too. Oh, sorry to interrupt you there, Will. But uh, Brandon's name says my name, so (laughs) you all know that's Brandon Spencer. Three Chris's and a Will. Yeah. (laughs) No, um, yeah, just doing some stuff behind the scenes, but I just wanted to, um, you know, say what's up to Chris Nelson. Huge fan of his work, you know, um, one of my great mentors. So much respect for you, dude. And yeah, the uh, conference was hell amazing. It was a, a, a honor, a, a pleasure, you know, to be among such great talent, such great, you know, individuals. So, uh, you know, hell, I, I just wanted to say that. So, yeah, and yours was great, bringing the fire and um, keeping it lit for everybody. And um, yeah, Will, you were just about to mention, you know, the importance of children, and I know that's, you know, some of your best presentations have really um, hit hard on that that factor. So. Yeah, actually, the um, words on that. the the Seed Four conference was my first formal presentation, um, so that was very um, it was a good reunion, and um, it was on conscious parenting, and obviously that's a big part of my work, and I think that's an important topic. Um, I mean, that's getting that's getting down to the main problem, right? I mean, obviously, understanding objective morality and natural law. But then apply it in the world. It's it's parents that are either applying it or not applying it, not influencing their children, which either continues the system of slavery and generational mind control, or you know we we fight back against that. So it's you know raising freedom is how how I like to call it. Yeah, and and raising the bar. You know, I think a, a lot of things that I thought about in in my preservation presentation preparation was just how all these little factors of our society and all the um, small evils that we accept add up to this big, you know, um, huge wall that becomes a box that surrounds us. And, um, you know, one big aspect of that that I discussed in this, um, in my presentation, and I've discussed in past presentations, is the problem with money. And um, I thought it'd be a good topic for today. And, um, so that's, and also it was in our telegram chat. If anyone hasn't yet joined the, um, and evil or the, um, one great work warriors telegram chat, there's always some great stuff going on there every week. So, and we're having conversations and people are sharing videos and we had this topic of money come up and this gal shared a whole video she made that was pretty interesting. 
and um, Celine was her name. And I don't know if she's going to make it tonight, but I originally wrote down October 5th as the day for this talk. So, um, you know, we're doing it a week early, but um, I'd love to hear your guys' um, opinions on money. And we'll have a discussion here with Will and myself and Chris. And if Brandon wants to jump in and if anybody else out there in the audience wants to join us, if you've got a good mic and um, you're in front of you, you've been in front of the camera before, jump on in. The restream link is right in the chat, right at the top. It says today's restream roundtable link. And you can click that in and we'll bring you into the show and um, get your point of view. The more perspectives and minds we have on these topics the better we can break them down for more people to understand because we all kind of see things a little different. And when we hear other people's point of view, I mean, that's why I love that seat conference so much. And that's why I love these roundtables. So what do you got to say about money? Um, Will, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, yeah, this is a, I think this is a really important topic, um, even for content creators and one great workers and, and just people in general. Um, it's very polarizing. I myself have been very polarized on this topic uh, for a very long time. I despised money, the concept of money. And uh, of course, that, that did not serve me well. So I had to kind of you know, unprogram myself, deprogram myself on what money is, um, how it's being used, etc. Um, obviously, money, how we're using it today for humanity is you know, a medium of exchange. Now, for me, it's good to kind of separate and we could talk about both. Obviously, the banking system and, you know, the debt pay, uh, based fiat currency system and then the concept of money. Now, the concept of money, mon I, the one I, which is what? Which is knowledge. Obviously, energy, our time and attention and the energy we expel. This is what is the true currency. So if I have a skill, I can apply that skill and I can, there's an energy exchange. There's a contract. I'm going to get something in return. Now, ultimately, I think in a world where we are elevated and higher consciousness um, is the majority, the aggregate, right? And we're in a state of true freedom. The concept of money has to shift from material uh, possessions or material items to more of experience based, right? Like I see, I see almost, I mean, just the energy that you would put in, if I would help someone build a house or something like that, there would be even gratitude, um, you know, reciprocated. And that would be a form of money or, or exchange, but we're not at that level. So we have to be realistic and grounded in our current situation where we're at today. Um, Hey, the control system exists, right? I mean, we need to understand that uh, we need resources to fight this war. Um, we're not going to be in a war and say, you know, in the trenches and say, oh, I'm not going to use guns because I don't like guns. You just you just don't do that, right? I mean, we need to use money. And I think money does get a, a negative connotation with a lot of people, especially content creators, um, where we need these resources. And honestly... People should actually donate. Content creators should ask for donations, et cetera, et cetera, because it depends what you're doing, what you're doing with the money, right? It's a tool. So wh where's the action applied behind it? Again, I'm separating the banking 
uh, system and the actual concept of money. So I think that's a good primer. We can go from there. Yeah, that's a good place to start. And I happen to have this slide from one of my past presentations because um, you pointed out the Mon I, um, which, you know, I learned from Mark Passio, you know, the one I, and we can kind of relate that to that picture we see right there on the bill. And bill's another important word we can break down a little bit. Uh, maybe Chris will want to get into that. But, um, you know, the I is a really important aspect of that. You know, we have I being me. And then we have the eye, the eye that we see with, and then we have the one eye and that can refer to like our higher self, you know, and our ability to um, like our, what do you call the crown chakra or the eye of your um, ability to sense and see things and um, intuition. I think in um, some cultures they had that little red dot. I think that was supposed to represent that same kind of idea, right? That there's this um, aspect of ourself that, can know and see things. Right. And, um, so it's weird how this, this concept is tied into this occult history of mystery traditions. And what are they saying with all this stuff? Why is that all on this bill? You know, what's going on with this, um, all these symbols on there, what does it mean? You know, it's some, it's some tricky stuff. So what do you got to say on that, Chris? Uh, yeah, well, like, uh, Anarka Rika just mentioned, uh, I think you were looking for the word third eye in the pineal Thank gland, you. and that's what uh, that's what's referred to as the the actual, you know, in Pasio's work, the, the actual mon eye, the one eye, is the one where um, whether it actually happens or not, but uh, there's the symbolism towards it with the, the chakras and the pineal gland, whether it comes activated or not, um, the, the state of being of when the the modalities of the left brain the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere are united and are harmonized and one's not overpowering the other in an imbalanced mode. Well, that's what uh, Pasio refers to as the, the activation of the, the third eye. And that's what uh, the, the money, the one eye as the proxy of, as a substitute for the thing that we crave, which is to uh, have a higher consciousness, evolve consciousness and become more activated as a, in our human potential and our higher, realer, and truer self that we can become. And the money acts as the, the proxy substitute that instead of um, striving for and achieving uh, higher levels of being, then we're, the people get focused on the false proxy of the one eye and they just seek more and more money rather than more and more evolution of consciousness. And uh, regarding the topic, I would say money isn't evil since it's not capable of evil it's just uh, an inanimate thing only consciousnesses are capable of engaging in evil and uh yeah, it's a medium of exchange the problem is as with everything uh, consciousness is the problem so with money it facilitates a lot of uh, exchange through the, that medium of exchange rather than using barter which is a lot more complicated but then with that abstraction you can engage in much more manipulation and control over the external world because of the state of consciousness of people who are so attached with, uh, to money and seek to obtain it and will almost do anything for it. So it's uh, because of the state of consciousness, money 
is being used in a way to amplify the power and ability for evil to get done. I would say that's uh, more accurate as a way to look at uh, how it's uh, enmeshed or intertwined with the manifestation of evil in the world. So it's not evil itself, but it does facilitate that because of the state of consciousness of people who don't use money in more uh, moral ways and don't reject it when it uh, when it's tied to immoral things. They just do the things that are immoral in order to receive more of that false proxy one eye that they that they uh, they desire and want more of. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'll leave it there. Yeah, and um, you know I, I've often thought that actually trade is an aspect of freedom. Um, I've thought about times I've read about in history, and it doesn't matter how true all the stories are. There's certain things that hold true. You can even think about just in a common sense way. If um, one group of people are living on one side of the lake, let's say, and they um, are really good hunters and they, they catch, you know, they have fur, you know, they're experts at fur, right? And then you have another group that live on the other side of the lake and they're ex- experts at growing food and vegetables, right? Well, if you need the people across the lake for your good furs and the people on the other side of the lake need you for um, what you make, the, what your you know, group is producing, the last thing you want to do is hurt those people because you know it's going to get cold and you're going to need some fur this winter or it's, you're going to get hungry and you need the vegetables from the people that grow the, the good vegetables on the sunny side of the lake or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So what, what it comes down to is if we need something from other people, then that creates a certain amount of possibility for peacefulness because we need one another. Right. And trade is always going to exist in, in humanity and people. But when it starts getting evil from my point of view is when somebody wants to own the whole trade exchange system, right? Like it's one thing everybody's meeting at the center you know, maybe at the the part, the lake where the clearing is and they're all trading goods, everything's all good. Right up to the point when someone says, oh, I'm the arbiter of trade and you can only trade in this way, you know, and I'm going to say who, you know, and then they start weighting the scales next thing you know. And that's when it becomes evil because it's manipulation. And so I brought up these pictures on the screen with some of the um, imagery we see on the bills to point out that these pieces of paper have like basically sorcery on them. Each of these symbols means things. They're symbols within symbols, which are sigils. And um, most people don't recognize just how much symbols and sigils and archetypes affect us mentally um, on the deeper scale, because these things um, are tied into the very, of what we are. Right. And then our whole society is running on this current, this currency, right? It's like an electrical current. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be trade, like I said. But if someone owns that current, if someone earn, owns the wire that that current flows through and says it's mine, then if you want to use it, you got to pay them. And that's the system we have in this money where you can't, you know, they're saying you can't even trade without using their bills that are marked with with their um, occult sim- occult symbology on it. And most people don't even understand what that stuff means or what those words mean. Um, Will, you want to riff off that a little bit? Yeah, you know, you guys, you guys nailed some really good points. Um, just what commenting on what you were saying, Chris, I, I mean, it's all about value. 
And unfortunately, the majority of human beings are in such a low level of consciousness and they're ignorant to the real world and the real self and how it all operates, natural law, the laws of nature, that they value certain things. And this dictates and controls their action, their act ion, right? The performing, the performance of energy. And, um, and then, you know, when you're driven solely on the, the fiat system, on the money that we have, like Chris said very well, it's about consciousness. If money is the tool, what is the wielder doing with it? And this is where you get into greed. And of course, the social engineers obviously know how psychology works and they know how to play the whole paradigm of scarcity. And you get most people are in this the, the scarcity mindset where it's me, me, me. I need to I need to save it. I need I need to get it as much as I can. And, you know, ultimately spending it on hoarding material possessions that um you know, I mean, ultimately, the most important thing in this reality is wisdom and wisdom is action. Our actual experiences that we learn. And I would say moral wisdom is what we take with us to the other side after we after we end this uh, this incarnation. But um, so they're able to they're able to dictate the currency of people, which is obviously, you know, uh, manipulating um, uh, emotion and action or influencing engineering people and of course you know people fall for fall for that but it's still the val going back to the value aspect knowing your self-worth and you know doing the one great work or working in general right i mean chris you and i are in uh, construction i mean our worth as a skill skilled craftsmanship we have high worth on that and that exchange of energy should be at a high level because a it's respectful and it's self-love and it's care on both sides i i don't walk around in the world you know wanting people just to give me something free of course i love paying someone for a really good service because that's me showing care and respect to them acknowledging their energy so again, it comes down to consciousness and how it, how it's wheeled in the context of uh, of money. Yeah, and that um, you know, oh, there was a neat comment in the um, in the chat there. Leslie said, "Yeah, she really liked your quote there. More wisdom is what we take to the other side. That's beautiful." And then um, I also brought up this slide with the fiat money. Maybe we could put that up here so we could look at that for a minute here. Um, it's, uh, Leah, I can't read it the way it is now. Let's see here. Oh, there we go. Fiat money is a currency established as money, often by government regulation. Fiat money does not have intrinsic value and does not have use value. It has value only because a government maintains its value or because parties engaging in exchange agree on its value. So, um, what I was thinking about what you were saying there, Will, that I wanted to comment on was that, okay, like, I started doing carpentry work. I started being an apprentice carpenter when I was um, 18 or 19 years old. And the rate of pay that a carpenter gets now, as opposed to when I was that age, hasn't really changed much. Um, you know, 
if you get into certain lines, you can make a little more, but I'm saying like, after doing this skill for 20 years, like my value as, um, as dictated by our society, as dictated by the market is ridiculous because the amount of skill I have and knowledge at this point, um, is exponential compared to what I knew when I was getting paid back then. And really it's only a difference of five, 10, $15 an hour, which is just ridiculous, you know? And, um, so the market doesn't keep up with, um, reality and people don't value skills based on how valuable they are in reality, because we're living in somewhat of a non-reality where a piece of paper with symbols on it could be more valuable than a human's life. And I could think of a billion situations where uh, a human's life or huge aspects of a human's life and survival become less important than words printed on a piece of paper. And um, that is pretty sinister situation. And I think it has a lot to do with the belief system around the current money exchange that's being used Mm. and what they've infused it with. This isn't just a currency of exchange. This is a control currency of exchange. So, I guess I would argue that in its current form, money is evil. You know, I don't think it has to be. Like I said, trade is good. Trade creates freedom. And we could have a type of money that wasn't evil, but the type we're using right now, I would say is evil. Um, so any, you know, how does that strike you, Chris? Yeah, I think what you're getting at is the because it's controlled by the government and the manipulations and the inflation and how they steal from us through that inflation and then uh, well, it is used as a as a means of control. So I could agree in those uh, those aspects that it's uh, currently as it's being used, um, yeah, because of all the abstractions and uh, the manipulations they engage in, that it uh, certainly uh, facilitates the their evil agenda. But once again, it's it's a tool. So I get what you're you're saying, but I still disagree that it's itself is 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 evil because it's just a, an object like you could say a gun is evil or a knife is evil or a screwdriver or whatever because of what it can be used for if uh most of the guns in the world are being used to engage in uh immoral acts of aggression and starting wars in other lands then then you could look at well guns are evil because of the way the, the majority of them are being used right now but in itself it's not uh it's not an evil thing. And I just like to, to point out uh, the aspect of, of money, um, how it's used as, as a carrot that's like dangled. You know, there's the, there's like the image of uh, sitting on a, a donkey or something or a turtle and you, you put a carrot in front and then people will, the animal goes towards the carrot, but they never reach it, but they're always striving for it, but never attaining what they want. And they're being, they're being uh, rowed around and manipulated because of what's dangling. Well, that's what the money is. And then there's the stick part where it's like the pain or pleasure um, in the whole behaviorism and a shout out to Brandon Spencer for his uh, presentation on behaviorism. That's a good one that people should watch. And this ties into that and uh, Skinner and Pavlov and all the motivations of behavior and how that can be manipulated. And money is one of those facets. And, uh, I don't know where Brandon, Brandon went. He showed up, and I I didn't have time to say uh, thanks for the kind words and everything. But then he just popped up. So I guess he's busy tonight. But uh, no, he's still hanging. Check. He's hanging out in the background. 
Um, oh, that's that's who's uh, publishing yeah. the messages to the chat. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, oh, I don't know if it's Brandon or Leslie, but someone's uh, on the ball on that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon's helping out in the background. Maybe we get him to jump back in. Maybe he'll get excited about something we're saying. Yeah. Hey, there, there you he is. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Yeah, I'd love to hear your take on things. What, how what we said so far. Yeah. Um. Some some great points. Um. You know. Chris had brought up, you know, it's, you know, it's a conscience aspect. Um, cause, um, how I would say that money in and of itself is not evil. Cause like Chris said, it's, it's just a object. And, you know, if we are saying the objects are evil, then it's like, you're saying like gun and firearms and knives and, and stuff like that. We're talking about, you know, conscious and, uh, how consciousness, you know, once it gets to a certain point, then that's what's going to define through its behavior, um, what's going to be held good and evil, but the means that we are, are using it because um, of the dangling of the carrot, you know, that seems to, to be what people seem to worship. Um, the mind control that has been put in place behind that, that's what is leading us to, you know, toward this form of chaos and evil. So that's really where I'm coming from. And there is a lot of you know, have mind control behind it, but it's really just a means of exchange. That's all that it is at the end of the day. Um, we are told that it's the currency within the system, but, you know, like uh, someone had brought up in the chat, like the currency is just really like the condition of flowing. So, you know, how we can change the currency, which really we just be changing our consciousness into something that's really going to be, you know, like more flowing, like you know, truth and, you know, doing right action and spreading real agape, you know, uh, free will exchange, you know, uh, trade, you know, things that are not based on coercion, you know, so that's really what I would like to see the real currency be, you know, um, you know, exchange of knowledge, you know, um, that's what I would like to see the real currency be and, and not this form of um, debt control, you know, fiat currency that we've been um, conditioned to think that it's God. Yeah. Um, I've often dreamed of, you know, I like to play with my imagination, you know, and I've often dreamed of because um, so many folks you have these conversations with, they really can't imagine or they don't want to. It seems like to me, I don't know, uh, a world without coercion, right? With Without a bunch of stealing, without taxation of each other, without having to have governments that are oppressive without having to have a money system that is definitely manipulative, I think people would spend a lot of time doing artistic endeavors and creative endeavors and um, kind of showing off what they can do and trying to reach new heights, you know? And I think we could encourage that type of behavior and have a basically like a renaissance of, of growth in humanity where, I mean, if you think about art, like it's limitless what its value can be, right? Um, often I've heard like real big gangsters in the world trade in expensive paintings because it's an easier way to move massive amounts of money around, right? So if just imagine a whole community of people were super dedicated and excited about um, art, art and artistic en endeavors, um, how much um, wealth could be accumulated because if everyone was excited about that, and that's what we were fired up about, art, then that's where we would put our value. And um, that would be a completely different um, type of care, caring about other people's artistic work rather than 
um, what we're currently looking at, which I have this other slide I'm going to pop in real quick, um, that I, I think that we forget just how big of a deal our time is because our time in the way things are, are, is totally codified. It's totally organized by the amount of money you get for that time in our current society. Everything we do is basically based on your time and your energy, which is your money. So if someone's taking that from you without asking, or they've created a system to milk it out of you little by little, they are actually stealing from you. And that stealing is evil. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. The money itself isn't necessarily evil, but um, the way it's been um, tattooed and stamped with um, sort of like hidden manipulative uh, symbols and designs, even the color, like um, the exact same colors Monopoly has are the exact same colors that are on our bills. And uh, maybe we could get a little bit into the word bill itself. Um, I noticed that Leslie was asking in the chat if we wanted to get into the sorcery aspect of it a little more. I could but, touch um, on that. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I agree with the whole precedent. Money itself is not evil, but how it's being used and the uh, the sigils on the the bills themselves it serves a purpose, and that purpose is for sorcery. Why do we have fiat currency? Fiat in Latin it means let it be done. Um come into existence. This is what the word literally means, like from Genesis, right? Fiat lux, uh, let there be light. So if you take that fiat, let it be done, come into existence with the sigils on the bill, you're pretty much looking at uh, dark sorcery of um, let your energy be ours or do our will, etc., etc. this kind of thing. And, you know, it's it's the sorcery of controlling people of mind control. So this is where it gets into, you know, um, evil living backwards uh, opposition to nature, to natural law is um, is wielding this tool and using it for immoral actions. Absolutely. Um, again, as spiritual warriors in this battle, knowledge is our greatest tool knowledge and then acting on that knowledge so understanding what fiat currency is the sigils on the money understanding mun i knowledge and wisdom we can counteract the sorcery and repel it with with magic light magic and that's obviously magic is um creating influence and change in one's environment through a, through an act of their of our will and so again Money itself is not evil. It's it's definitely based upon the actions of the wielder themselves. Yeah, I wanted to add another thought uh, I had about um, money in the sense of how we're manipulated by it um, to, to bring us towards even supporting immorality and supporting evil in that Essentially, you can't live without money the way things currently are because the system of enslavement makes you have to use money to exist in society in the way we currently live. That The biggest example I can think of is, well, you want to live, you want to exist, well, you got to exist somewhere. So if you want to... So what I'm thinking of is, is property tax. Property tax 
is fake ass owning something. You don't even own it. Because, uh, you know, I, I went through the trouble. Then they sent my uh, my property tax and all this bullshit to my old address in my apartment that I don't live in. So they were they were almost going to steal my, my house and everything uh, this year. And then I had to pay like a shitload of interest for like, anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's just an experience that I went through and it's something that I knew of before, but I actually lived it. And, you know, we, we can't even fake ass own land or a house to live in and exist in existence without using the manipulated fiat money to be allowed to fake ass half assed own it and use it. We can't even exist just, Oh, well, I don't want to be part of, of all this stuff and I'll do things my own way. You're not even allowed to do it. You have to use the money in order to pay the tax. Cause then their evil mindset, all these people who don't think that they're evil, but actually are, they have no problem whatsoever in going through the legal system and this f- fabrication of false law, not true law, like natural law, moral law. And they, they feel completely justified in just stealing your stuff because you, you don't actually own it. And as soon as you pay, stop paying their tith, their tax, their, uh, well, we are the rulers and you must uh, give us uh, a chunk of whatever you do just to be able to exist and live. Well, then they're just going to come steal it from you. And that's just a, a great example of the enslavement that we live in that most people don't even recognize. And, and it's frustrating. They, we, we can't even just even eke out an existence for ourselves and you know, other people do it. And then we can exchange however we want. We, we can't even get to a basic mode of existence in under natural law the way we currently live because of the this manipulation of being coerced into using money to even have something that you, you know, half-ass call your own that you people, most people believe it's their own, that they own it, but we don't actually own it. We're just renters because we still, even after the mortgage or whatever, we still have to keep giving them their tith and paying them their dues. And if we don't, then they're going to come steal it from them. They're going to send their goons and their legal system. And they're going to take what's what we think is ours, which should be rightfully ours. And they're just going to take it all. That's so we, um, yeah. And right. Every time you think you got something, do you really, um, the more you understand how the system works and look into stories that have happened to other people, you realize that it really doesn't take much. Um, especially when we have such overpowered centralized authority and governments that have, you know, the police force militarized basically, um, how do you stand up against that? So um, we came in with a good question here from um, Crypt Rick. He asks, um, question, <laughs> government manufactures money, gives its value, manipulates. How one uses it in many ways, how does one fight such a hydra? So I'm just going to start off with one you know, simple thing. Like Will said, I've been in the construction um, industry most of my life. I've done maintenance work, carpentry work. And what I've realized over time is that people do value that work. And um, if I put out any kind of advertisement, um, eventually somebody will call me and ask me to come work for them. And a lot of times these people want that work done a lot more than they care about um, the government or taxes. And they're willing to just create an exchange straight across with me where we cut out the middleman. 
And I've found different ways in my life to make exchanges and trades with people that have things that I value. Um, a wonderful woman I, I know teaches yoga and I traded her maintenance work for yoga classes. Um, my um, self-defense teacher, he and I trade. He teaches me self-defense classes and um, in exchange, I do work for him uh, carpentry. So that's one way that we can begin to fight this Hydra. Um, I'm sure you guys got a lot of other ideas. I'll pass the mic. Yeah, I'll touch on that. Um, I really like what Chris said. Uh, I think that's a a vital point to kind of understand that um, that we are enslaved, one hundred percent. There's no escaping the matrix. This is kind of the thing that people need to understand. We're in this together. We're we're all connected. Uh, we're all part of nature, right? There is no oh, I'm going to elevate myself to twelve D, and then I don't have to pay property taxes. I don't have to. I'm not affected by all this shit. That, that's all bullshit, right? I mean, this is the point of the one great work is to fight against the tyranny and the slavery because there is no way around it in our current state. Now, you can mitigate that and and do some things to try to to deflect that as much as possible, and that's good. But the point being is, um, yes, there is the violation, and it is there, and we need to recognize that. Now, um, and there is money, there is fiat, and and the majority of people are using that. So understanding it's a tool, I'm going to use it. I'm going to transmute that shit and use it for right action. I think this is where, uh, you know, when we see when, you know, government printing money, which I look at it as human beings are printing money and the majority of human beings are giving it value. And um, so we need to be able to transmute that. So uh, just understanding, um, you know, getting into that spiritual hustle mentality and it just comes down to what you're, what are you going to use it for? And I, it, there's a lot of internal work that's involved. It's, it's something that I'm still doing internal work on because, you know, all of us here, we d- deserve, we deserve high resources because I know all of us would be using them to, to fight, to fight this war. This is what we need to do. Um, and so, yeah, That's- check this, check this out. Will. I found this, um, slide from my first, um, <laughs> in greed, we trust presentation and it shows the monopoly bills right up against the federal reserve notes. Um, so it, it is a violent system that's created, a um, and basically an evil belief system because it's manipulating people and people are coerced and forced into being part of it, whether they like it or not. So, um, you know, that's not going to change overnight. In the meantime, we have to have tactics and strategies to deal with the situation I think a big part of it is seeing it for what it is. And um, I really recognize um, James Corbett, who's done some really great work on um, money. And he's done some great episodes. And I played some, um, he had something on YouTube called Century of Enslavement. And I might play a little clip for that at some point during this episode. But it's something I, I'd recommend people to check out. We need to be conscious and aware of the situation we're in then we can learn how to strategize and work around it as best we can. But I'm really with Will that I think, you know, we're in this together. And the only thing that keeps it alive is our belief in this. It's a religion. The money thing is a religion. People believe it. And that's what makes it work. 
if people stop believing in it and if they start seeing through it and understanding it for what it is, it's not going to work in the same way. And, um, you know, maybe you, one of you other pe- folks here, wonderful people want to um, riff on a little bit what I'm talking about with this belief aspect here. I'd like to hear another opinion on that. Well, I think it can be a religion for some people, right? It can be something that binds binds someone back and thwarts from forward progress of evolving. Um, I don't necessarily see it as an evil belief system. I see it as, I'll use an analogy. I'm on a Mac, right? A Mac is a, a powerhouse of a machine that, for for content creation, for multimedia, for doing you know any type of technological work and publications, it's a beast. But Apple is you know they're scum, they're Nazi scum, the the company of Apple. So I look at money as um, as in like an outdated tool. Um, it's like using a really old school drill, Chris, and you have to build a house. Uh, it's not serving you well, but it's the only thing that that is here. So we have to use it because we have to get the house done. So you have that's why I, in the earlier of this uh, episode, I separated right the concept of money and uh, the banking system. The banking system is like the company Apple and money is the tool like the iMac that I'm on. Um, so it can absolutely be a religion for people. It can also be a motivator for and an activator for some people. Right. Um, I'll just be completely transparent. You know, I mean, I put in a lot of hard work the last couple of years for the one great work. I'm getting people that want to have one-on-ones with me. And I, I say, cool, I'll do an hour, two hours. Donations are warmly accepted. And I always get uh, donations. Someone at a certain level understands that, okay, yeah, I'm going to give you this symbol of respect for your time, attention, and energy. And I think that's great. That's absolutely great. I think we all need to try to strive for that and increase that awareness um, of of this tool because it's a resource. It's not going anywhere. It's here we we need to use it in this current time hopefully we can move past it because again it's an old tool um but we need to we need to respect it and utilize it now you got some nod uh, brandon or uh, not all yeah um cuz uh, chris had brought up money as a religion uh part of it and it's like um it has been indoctrinated to be the ultimate proxy you know People uh, are attaching their egoic careers to it, and they're spending their whole lives chasing something that really has no meaning or no value. It's just they've been programmed to think that it has all the meaning, all the value, and they'll go out and steal, you know, kill. They'll do anything for money. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my line of work, one of the things that irritates me the most is when someone says, hey, at least you're being paid to do this. And I'm like, it is not about the money. You know, some people actually have integrity. Some people actually have principles and they're just not there for, you know, have the money. And yeah, we all need it just to, you know, make, uh, you know, the base needs for survival, but it's not 100%, you know, the reason why I'm there, because there are other things that are more important to me. So in this religious, you know, aspect, 
uh, people have all these emotional hell attachments to it, you know. So once it becomes threatened, they go into hell survival mode and then they start acting as though, you know, their life is in danger because they put that money on the pedestal. And that's what they really care about and don't really have, you know, true care. It's the form of dark care because that's really what they worship. And they've spent in their whole life trying to get something that's really an illusion. So pretty much the self is chasing an illusion, you know, because you're trying to grasp something that you're never, ever really going to get, you know? So what does that do for the spiritual side? You know, what does it do for the psychological and the mental, you know, people are spending, you know, working two jobs, you know, trying to hustle, trying to chase just to get this dollar bill. And I ask people, you know, like what's the difference between a hundred dollar bill and a $1 bill. Just you believe that one has more value than the other. And, it, and in reality, it, it really doesn't. You know, so that's the you know, that's the sorcery. That's the her religious aspect because people have been indoctrinated conditioned to think that this piece of paper, these fiat currency, you know, has value and meaning and is worth something. Yeah, for sure. It's... Yeah. Uh... Well, when so you when you look into uh, money, you know most people when they start off, uh, maybe it's nine eleven or something, and eventually you get into money before, usually before you get into like deeper stuff. At least it was for me, and um, you know when you look into money, and then you come to realize either on your own or someone mentioning it in whatever you read or you listen or watch, that it is all all just belief. Like Brandon just said, what's the difference between one and a hundred? Well, they're both well either made of cotton or whatever country it's made of plastic now, and uh, you know it's it's just something they they've created, and it's all a belief in the value. It doesn't actually have value, and the the fact that they keep printing and printing and devaluing it more, and it's it's actually worth less, you know, relative to what it used to be worth originally when it was first conceived or brought into a certain country's economy. And the only reason it's still worth what it's worth is because people believe that it has a certain um, purchasing power that one unit or a hundred units has the same equivalency as something real and tangible in the real world that you can actually do something with and use, make use of, and provides you with some actual benefit in your life and it's all just a belief and it's just amazing how this you know it's a good demonstration of the power of belief and all you need to do is believe in something and well there's your your reality and is it the actual reality well no because the money isn't actually worth anything in reality and even relative to what it's supposed to be worth like in terms of like a, a gdp and like the people in a certain area put in this amount of work to create goods and services, and that's supposed to reflect the actual value of the currency. But it it doesn't even the the way that it's so manipulated now with uh, just printing it, and they don't even care about budgets or maintaining a balance or anything. It's all just trillions and trillions and trillions, just like in the the U.S. for example, and they just keep making more and more and more. Is it losing value? Oh, no, it's not losing value, even though they've just inflated the money supply, which devalues the purchasing power. But it takes time for that to catch up. And that's like the slow trickling inflation rate that they you know, they try to control and everything. But um, it's just ridiculous how it's, it's not even actually worth 
what it's supposed to be worth in terms of what people are doing work to make that money worth and the goods and services that they, they produce. So it's, it's just completely abstracted from reality. It's such an, it's been so divorced from reality. It's so divorced and abstracted and just, it's an unreality, even though money can be used as like a medium of exchange, nothing wrong with that. But right now it's just, it's such a, it's such a perversion of even what it's supposed to represent at a basic level. It's uh, ridiculous and it just keeps keeps flying in people's faces and they keep using it thinking that it's that it has actually that worth even though in in, in realistic terms with like the G- GDP or whatever however you want to measure it in terms of what people actually do it's not even close to that and but it still keeps going along and going along and they just keep making more and more of it because all that really matters is belief you know that just that that strong underlying belief that people have that just keeps it pushing forward so why would they stop printing why would they just stop giving trillions uh making trillions and keep the the war machine uh going to that that then has a feedback to the economy that then makes the economy like appear stronger and going well the whole part of that is the war economy and so why would they stop you know there's no reason to stop they're not being held to account for uh like, you know, apart from supporting government, we're talking about just what they're they're doing and how it's it's a perversion of reality. They're not being held to account. So why would they stop? They can just keep going and going and going. And all of us at the bottom, well, we're just going to be more impoverished through that hidden tax of inflation. And, well, they're the ones at the top who are getting the money for their uh, war profiteering contracts. So they benefit the most. They get the money right away, just like the the COVID relief and all this bullshit of the past three three years, where they just like, oh, we're gonna print six trillion dollars and like, okay, a, a family gets five hundred dollars, but all that went off to like uh, BlackRock and all the other big uh, corporations that profited off of getting that zero interest money, and then they got to buy actual tangible things like buying up real estate and all this stuff. So they have real things in the real world with the money before it got devalued. And then by the time, you know, that uh, gets back into other people's hands through exchange and everything, well, then by the time we get we get it, well, time has gone by and it's gone, it's been devalued. And it's just going to keep going and going and money is just going to keep getting more and more devalued. And they're going to keep printing more of it because they can. And they're going to keep buying up more resources and using it to do more things in the real world, like going to wars and uh, yeah, and then you're just going to have the haves and the have-nots, and we're all going to be have-nots. Yeah, I think that separation is growing right now. Um, I personally, what I predict and see happening is this um, divide between the haves and the have-nots getting worse and worse all the time in the cities that I've traveled around here in California. The amount of people um, in homeless situation has um, grown by 10 times. The tent cities are expanding by the day. And, um, you know, I have a lot of empathy for people in these positions because I grew up in a, like a lower poor neighborhood. And um, what I've seen, and also when I worked in the court over and over is that if you start kind of on the wrong side of the tracks and you don't have a family set up and, you know, a lot of times people have parents that already run a business or part of some company and then the kid just gets a job working at that company, it's pretty easy, you know, but if you're in a situation where you don't have those things and you don't have a mentor or someone to help you out, 
you're you're trying to dig your way out of a hole with the shovels the way i put it in my presentation and it just gets worse from there but like what chris said is very true for all of us if you just put money in a bank account it's being um, depreciated it's losing money if you just own something buy something and own something you're losing over time and um if you'll notice it's constantly being um manipulated i almost imagine these um who said it in the chat anarcharica said, I always imagine the communist overlords adoring these conversations, evil hand rubbing. (laughs) Like they're happy watching us struggle saying this is a rock and a hard place because they're just turning these dials, right? And every time, you know, you start thinking, okay, I got a couple hundred bucks saved up. I'm going to, you know, do this and this and I'm going to get ahead. You know, all of a sudden the rates change and now gas is $3 more a gallon. And now um, everything you buy has raised a little bit. And so unless you have like a real substantially good plan, um, you're just steadily falling behind. But as far as going back to the solutions, how do we destroy this Hydra? I think because it's a belief and because part of what makes it so strong is all the people knowing and believing that, like you said, those two zeros are still going to be worth that many things. Um, People haven't yet recognized the true situation. They don't understand how this fiat system was born and propagated and how it's held up in a very fake way. Um, The more people that come to understand what the federal reserve is, that it's not even accountable to you and that there are people that can manipulate these things, then maybe some of that um, belief in the system starts to break down. We could use other forms of exchange. Like I said, we can trade things in jail. They used to trade cigarettes I read about this when I was doing some research on money. They used to trade cigarettes for whatever goods they wanted. And then what happened was a law was created in the jails where cigarettes were now basically illegal. So now cigarettes become contraband and stamps become the new means of trade. The prisoners themselves organize and figure out a way to have a means of trade. We're always going to have that, a means of trade or exchange. We don't need to worry that we're not going to figure that out. That's a natural progression of human beings. But what we need do need to worry about is what the hell are they doing next with this system that's already been created? And these dollar bills and these cash, and we all see that's kind of going away. When they get us all on a digital, now imagine how much manipulation can happen. It's a whole nother of, level of manipulation. You can't even count the ones in your pocket. you got to trust the zeros on the screen. And that's a whole nother level of trickery and treachery and manipulation that we're opening the door to right now. And um, it's not long before that door's closed. So um, let's go around the circle. Any last words? And then we'll um, close up this talk for the week. Yeah, great, great chat. Uh, I think it's important to have this, you know, I mean, you could also understand that your money is also an extension of you it it represents your energy so you know i'm a firm believer on uh using cash spending your money at local family-owned uh stores restaurants be aware be wise where you put your energy right I mean, there's there's only so much one can do, right? But if you're getting Starbucks every fucking day and, you know, um, complaining about the corporation 
and these type of corporations. So th- th- there's a misalignment there. You could take that $10 coffee and spend it somewhere else, a local mom and pop shop, you know, coffee maker or something like that, keeping it close, using cash, right? Every time you use some type of credit, uh, you know, debit card, this kind of stuff, the banks just get richer and richer. But, you know, being aware of what money is, the belief in money. Yes, it is a religion. Yes, it is sorcery. It can be sorcery. You can deflect it and transmute it um, and, and use it to your advantage. And uh, I think Jason mentioned uh, Fehu, the Nordic rune Fehu. I like to actually look at money more as the rune of Gebo. Gebo represents uh, its gift receiving and giving. So it's energy exchange. This is what this rune is. Um, and I see that as, uh, as you know, as mon I money, right? And ultimately, it's knowledge and wisdom. The only thing I wanted to say was, uh, I hope everyone here and everyone in the chat actually does use cash because that's what I do. I go to the bank, I take out money from my bank account, and then everywhere I go, I use cash. I'm like, I'm like the only one who does it. But I'm like, I, I got to keep cash alive. I got to That's what I've been doing for years. Is I, you know, it's, it'd be so much easier for me to just use cards, but I make it an inconvenience in order to try to push back the the push towards greater enslavement. So it's it's a lot easier to not use cash, but you're just helping to facilitate that overall um, condition in society where you're using a digital form, which is going to morph into that um, CBDC digital form, which even greater control and uh, omnipresent uh, watchful eye over every single purchase we do and then locking it and making it uh, not usable. And it's just, it's terrifying to to realize what they have planned for us and that most people are going to usher it in. So I urge everyone that if you don't use cash in, in pretty much all your purchases, that you do in as a real person, not online, obviously, but try to do things in real person as much as you can and use cash just to do your part to keep that uh, anonymity alive and to at least send a signal in the market that the more people that do this, well, they'll realize that they're going to have a harder time getting people to transition to a completely cashless society where they can control things and uh, greater orders of degree and magnitude. Yeah. Um, and to piggyback what Will talked about is, you know, where are we putting our energy? Where are we putting our money? What companies are we supporting? You know, uh, where is our money going? Um, you know, that's something that I see a lot in the Second Amendment, you know, community is you'll see a lot of these so-called, you know, um, groups, but they're supporting these anti-gun groups, you know, so where is your money, you know, going? Because that's going to be a reflective of your energy. And, you know, if you want to use your energy for a more positive, you know, reasons, then you would want to do that with the same thing that you are supporting, you know, with your money. So um, you always try to look into doing that. And you're not going to be able to change this, you know, like overnight. So if you can pull some support back from this corporation or from this group, hey, that's, you know, that's how wonderful. Then you can take some small, you know, small steps, small health progression. Then in a couple of months, you know, hey, 
maybe you pull your efforts and energy back from multiple corporations, you know? So where are you putting your money? Yeah. And, and on that note, you know, something that I often regrettably forget to do is remind people to um, help me out because the truth is um, I do need some money <laughs> to keep what I'm going, what I'm doing here going. And I think as far as, as however you feel about money, um, evil as this fed system may be, we need to use it against this system to shut it back down to get this message out to people. So they understand the problem. And so I agree, we have to use it. And, um, like I try to use it in the best way possible and have strategies and techniques. But, um, if you, um, are someone who cares and wants to keep this podcast going right now, I have to work all day to make the money to be able to pay, to keep this thing going. So, if anyone is willing to, you know, head on over to nevil.life and you'll see um, up here in the corner, there's the three little bars and you can go donate to End Evil and get yourself an End Evil shirt and um, go to my PayPal me and just throw me down a couple bucks or whatever you can do. And I'll put that towards this podcast. And um, the more I get people helping out with the show, um, the less I got to work to put the show out. And um, I, w I just want to add one more thing that's really important in this is that we don't have to always work for evil people. I actually do some work now for a company called autonomy unlimited. And if you haven't checked out autonomy, I highly recommend to go to my website right under here, under the resources, you can either go to the tab that says um, resources and click on autonomy and you'll learn about a pretty awesome um, place. You can go a school, and learn how to um, start getting around this problem. And what I think is really awesome about working for autonomy and learning freelancing skills from autonomy is you might actually be able to go to work for other people that are doing um, the work of truth and freedom. You know, one of my good friends joined autonomy and then he wound up doing some work for John Bush. Um, you know, uh, there's different ways to put yourself out there and do something that's really quality and valuable for people to where if we're exchanging these fed notes, at least we're doing it within the realm of destroying their corrupt system in the long run. So um, I would just say, yeah, use cash, put your resources towards freedom efforts and even start putting your work in that direction, which is what I've been doing. A huge percentage of my time goes to um, helping spread the message of freedom and like sharing Richard Grove's work or sharing Mark Passio's work or sharing Brandon Martin's work or Brandon Spencer, Will Keller, Chris Nelson, all these wonderful people. So donate to these guys, you know, donate to um, something that matters. You know, if you're going to pay some money to a school, pay some money to Richard Grove's autonomy and learn something about freedom in the process. So those are just some kind of um, closing remarks I wanted to put in there. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I think I'm going to close this out with um, a little clip from Century Enslavement. And um, next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk. We're going to see a video from the One Great Work Warriors on what is the One Great Work? The question we all want to know the answer to. So thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Great thanks, talk. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. you all. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Peace. Right let me see if I can bring up this last screen share and we'll see you guys next week. Where is it? There it is. Got it. All right.
automatically. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that clip had no audio. All right, we'll just end it there. Have a great week. See you guys next time, guys. Ultimately, it's up to you.